Welcome to Ray Ellis Sports, Voice America Network's premier sports talk radio, where every fan has a voice. Now here's your host, Ray Ellis. Welcome, this is uh, Ray Ellis, and you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. It's been about a week since we uh, last heard from the fans out there. Uh, a week, right? Every week, yeah. Seven, seven a week, days. A week today, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I just want to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome. Uh, of course, we are uh, the show that gives the fans a voice, so we're very much interested in hearing from the fans. We want to know what you have to say about your team, your team in particular here in the Phoenix, Arizona, in the Valley the Valley of the Sun, and in fact, the Suns are, are doing pretty good. Yeah, the Suns are doing good. Yeah, a lot better than... Uh, by the way, I'm Fan Man. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, by the way... You forgot to introduce me. My guest... What am I going to do with you? ...is probably one of the most uh, uh, unappreciated uh, co-hosts that uh, ever existed, you know? I don't know what I'd do without him, uh, but... Uh, I don't know I, what I, you would do either. Probably but, do but what I want to do is I want to introduce, mm-hmm. introduce you. Oh, you're going to introduce me. Okay. Fan Man. I'm Fan Man. And welcome... Thank you, Ray. Well, listen. It's, it's a pleasure to be by your side. Uh, I did that on purpose. <laughs> Fan Man has, has really uh, tested uh, uh, my nerves, for lack of a better word. But uh, let me tell you, there's not a better co-host around. So this is, as I said, this is Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with my co-host, Fan Man. So uh, listen, uh, it's, it's the off season, And, uh, of course, that's where our show is at. We're well, progressing along. Well, you know, right? I don't think it's the off season at all. I think it's the season's all going all the time. Well, that you're yeah. right. You're right. It, but but Especially when we, when we look town. at in terms of uh, where is the team at in this stage of the the whole, if you if you may, and that is this time of the year is considered the off season. But okay. it's never an off season. And right. football, it's year round. It's twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five. A year. Well, all the teams are getting re- ready for the 2007 season. We're in free agency right now. Well, you know, free agency, yeah, and that that kind of kind of uh, strikes the nerves there because free agency means exactly that. That means that the players are no longer tied to that team. They have no responsibilities, no loyalty. It's an open market, and that team is that person is now available to go out to the open market and shop their skills. But at the same mm-hmm. time. It's the responsibility of the team to be aware of who the players are that are free agents mm-hmm. and for us to go out and get them. And and that's the well, part Well, the that, Cardinals that, are doing a really bad job. Well, we've now. done a terrible job. For one thing. Well, they always we, do a terrible job. Well, it's always we, the same crap. Well, we've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to do a better job. We've got to do a better job. And, 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 and I think a lot of that has to do, again, it's the fans. If, if, I, if, if, I, if you pay for one thing and I give you something else and you don't say anything about it, then I'm going to keep giving you, you know, something that's less of value than what you paid for. Right. And that's what they're doing to us. They're just shoving it down our nose. Again, free agency means... Those people are out trying to test the waters to see if they can get more money. Right, that's exactly what it is. And well, they did pretty good. The Cardinals did uh, that uh, back, that center for the uh, for Dallas. What was his name Johnson? Well, he did pretty good. He got three point five million, and a signing bonus of three point five million. Well, you know, that's pretty good, man. And, and, and here's what center. I don't understand: he's a backup center. Right. You're spending three point five million for a backup center. Now, if he wasn't good enough. To play for the Dallas Cowboys and be a starter on a team that I believe they did not make the playoffs, then why should we pay three point five million dollars for a guy who's going to be? Is he going to be a backup for us? Yeah, you know it's the same old car. It's cheap, no brains, no courage. The same old crap that comes out every uh, every season. And now we're going into this draft. They had seven guys. Well, that no brains, no courage. That's the. That's the front office. That's, that's the not, front office. That's not the players. No, that's not the players. <laughs> I'm talking about the front office. That they they're spending this kind of money, and they have uh, twenty million dollars on the salary cap, and they 
they only blew a little bit of money, but they didn't get. I, I don't think they got what they what they're looking for. They they're too right. They're, they're in a rush to sign players, and I I, I I have a problem with that. And I know they're everybody's looking around, but the Cardinals do have a lot of money, so it's not an issue of the money. It's an issue that they have to get the headlines and grab these guys. But a backup center for the Dallas Cowboys, well, three point five million—that's a lot of money. Well, if, if you will recall, I think it was last week when uh, Coach Weisenhunt said that what he wanted to do is that he wanted to, uh, to to build a team, and, and, and it was a, a team that the thing was to be building depth. Yeah, but they're trying to be like the Steelers, who hardly ever signed any free agents. The yeah. only problem is the Steelers know how to draft, coach, and play football. That's that's what they do. That's why they're so good. Why are you worried about your depth if your first team are not good? Your yeah, first, well, your, your, no. first, your starters. Why are you going to worry about what your backup guy, how good your backup guy is, if your starter is no good? Right. Well, you know what I'm wor- really worried about? I'm worried about uh, Matt Leinart. I'm worried about him. His ass getting kicked over the field next year with that offensive line is going to be absolutely uh, uh, hard to say to say the least. Well, see that, and and and, and you made a, an excellent point. If you're worried about Matt, then when you go out and get a guy and you bring a guy in off of the free agent market, then why do you bring a guy in who was a backup? Right. Is this guy going to come in? Are we afraid that our center may go down? And so now, are we trying to challenge our center? And if we're trying to challenge our center, are we challenging our center with a guy who was a backup who wasn't good enough to to start for a team right. that wasn't a playoff team? And the other thing is, they uh, Leonard Davis, he was here for years. He was a number one draft pick uh, uh, seven or eight years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. And he is now in Dallas. He, well, he went to Dallas, and he's a right tackle. He's a he's a big guy, and you know they needed him. But apparently, uh, they had a falling out, so he he took off and went for the money. He got he, he got a lot of money too in Dallas. So they just swapped. It, it seems like they just swapped players and the money. That's all they did. Well, I I think Leonard was going to cost us a little bit more than the money that this guy that well, we paid for this guy. But not only that, you know, Leonard is you know. Although we may not agree, well, he, he never made the Pro Bowl. I, I don't believe he ever no, made he, the Pro no, Bowl. No, I don't think he did. No. So he didn't live up to the expectations uh, that that he had coming out of the draft. But uh, but certainly, you know, we got a backup player. They they got a starter, and this backup player, you know, hasn't proven himself at all. At least Leonard has been on the field. He's done an adequate job. But let's go back to Matt and talk about you know what's going to happen with Matt. Uh, I, I think the, the, the upcoming draft, I, I think one of the things in terms of the strong points that, uh, there's quite a few offensive linemen that are out there. And so, uh, we do need to upgrade and make sure that we protect Matt for the long run. Right. Well, the Cardinals think there's a value to be had and have targeted players at positions of need, such as a cornerback and the offensive line, but then they go out and get a backup. Well, I, 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 you know, again, liner, the offensive line, again, last year and the year and the, all the years, it's always been the offensive line. That's why the, the, um, the quarterbacks are always getting hurt here in this, in this, in this town. Well, they don't protect one, that, that investment. One thing you've got to do, you, you've got to protect the quarterback. You, you cannot win football games if you don't protect the quarterback. Well, it was like people like you when you played for the Eagles. You went after that quarterback. That was your job to go get that quarterback and crush him. And that offensive line had to protect him. That's, that's how it works. Well, you know, listen, everybody knows, you know, in order to win the game, get the guy with the ball. And right. the guy with the ball most of the time is the quarterback. It's the quarterback, right. So okay. what, what you want to do is you've got to protect that quarterback. And if you don't protect that quarterback, then you're going to have some problems. And, 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 and we probably can look, we can look directly at the number of sacks that we gave up. And that will, you know, correlate with the amount of games that we won. Because if you don't protect the quarterback, you're not going to win any games. Well, I think you're you're 100% right. That's this is what happened last year. They won the first game, San Francisco, and then they went two. They 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 went nine games or ten games. They lost in a row, and they blame it on you know Fat Denny. Well, he, they got rid of him. Now they got Ken. I bet uh, Ken Weisenhunt right now and Edron James are saying to themselves. 
what the hell did I do? What, did I make a mistake by coming here? Because, again, uh, the football, the coach knows football. The coach knows who to get, you know, to get the right players in position so the quarterback can do his thing. And I don't think that's happening. I think that general, the, the GM over there, that Rod Graves, everybody hates him here in this town. They, they've hated him. All he does is kiss ass. Well, he kisses I, well, I, ass. I've got, and I started on this last week, but I've got a problem with, with Rod Graves. And, and I'm just going to tell you one of the things is, you know, they well, said, well, tell us. Well, well, one of the things they said is that they, that management, management was going to be aggressive uh, in the free agent market, but at the same time that they were going to be disciplined in their decisions, you know, and so in other words, we're going to be aggressive, but we're going to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what that tells me is, we're go- yeah, we're going to we're going to say we're going after some people, but then again, where does the discipline part come in? And, and that is that okay, well, we're only going to spend so much money in free agency, and so you know we're going to see what the market is, you know, yeah, will right. bear. Right. And and that's not being aggressive. What how you be aggressive is you look at your team, mm-hmm. you assess the needs of your team. You understand what you have available. You use those financial resources, and you go get the best players to improve your football team. That's exactly what they don't do. So you don't. You, so you're not concerned about what's happening, you know, in the market, you know, and what you know players are getting in terms of salary. You know what you have, and if you have that money to spend to improve this football team, that's what you're supposed to do. And and it seems to me that you know the Cardinals seem to be a football team that's more concerned about the bottom line. You know, this is this is a short-term investment for them. They mm-hmm. want to see a return on their dollars, right. you know, each year. Well, the return on the dollars would be filling up that stadium, that $500 million stadium with fans every week and having a winning football team, which is the product on the field. And as, and a lot of the fans out there, and I'll quote from one, as much as there's one guy follow the cards, I can't justify anyone buying season tickets this year unless they're hoping to get to the Super Bowl. Shame on the cards for uh, be, you know giving so little hope in the new season. And they're doing it right now. And that's why the fans are all pissed off here in Arizona and probably laughing around the country as to how they do business. Put a winning product on the field. You know, if they make the playoffs, that's great. I mean, that's what they should do. I mean, if they don't get to the Super Bowl already, that's one thing. But I don't, I don't really think that they're going to – I think they're going to be like three and – Twelve, three and thirteen. That's what they're going to be. Okay. Well, listen. That that leads us right into the next segment of our program, of which uh, yeah, I hope we're going to conduct this right up into the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about uh, how long do you think it'll be uh, until we secure home field advantage, or until we lose home field advantage for the 2008 Super Bowl at here at Glendale Stadium. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Sports Network, and we'll be right back. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
What's wrong with the airlines today? Why are they all in bankruptcy? What exactly is airline deregulation? Exactly how does luggage get lost? Why can't they do something to improve the security screenings process? What airline stocks should I buy? Find out on Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, an eclectic insider's look into the airline and aviation business. From how to get through airport security quicker, the future of the airline industry, what airline hubs to connect at, problems facing private pilots, what airline stocks to invest in, how to kill time at an airport, the effect of oil prices on airfares, how to get a good seat, websites for getting the lowest airfares, airline safety, and knowing your travel rights. Jack Cady, an aviation professional with over 35 years experience, covers it all. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation broadcast each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Jack Cady's All Things Aviation, informative insight on travel, airlines, airports, and anything in between from a seasoned professional. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, the talk radio show for the football fan. If you would like to join today's conversation, call now. Ray would love to hear from you. The number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Sports Network. Here with my co-host, Fan Man. Fan Man. We're having a great time today, and I hope you are too, and uh, looking forward to your call-ins. But uh, let's get back to a topic of which uh, is of great interest to us. Uh, it'll be ongoing uh, throughout the throughout the, the, the season and, and, and hopefully right into the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, the conversation that we started and will continue, as I said, it'll be an ongoing conversation about uh, when will we secure home field advantage. And I, and I really do think that it'll be quite interesting. I think it's quite a challenge for the Super Bowl to be in a team of, in a city of which there is a a home team uh that has the opportunity because they have the players uh in place and uh if they make the right acquisitions in the off season there's a chance that they possibly could be in the Super Bowl running so i i i want to say that on any given sunday anything can happen and i believe they have as good a chance as any team that's out there right now what are you smoking well, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. See, I guess it's just my days of playing ball. And if a team would ever go into a season, into a season and feel that, you know, it's over with. You know, we may, we might not even play. Why should we play the game? Like Herman said, that's why you play the game. You know, you know what, Ray? What difference will it make? You know, 
they'll never be able to run the ball, and that is certainly not going to change. It no, no, I, I disagree with you because this is the off season right now. See, last year was last it was last year, and, and during that time yeah, the year before, we had the what we had, that, yeah. and so you had to yeah. deal with that. You've yeah. got a chance now. You've got a new coaching staff in here. You've got a guy that comes from you know the Pittsburgh Steelers, where you know they play smash mouth football. They always they did. run the ball. You know they had the bus for for many years, and they mm-hmm. pounded the football. Mm-hmm. So w- w- this is going to be a team. You know we're, we're going to have a new kind of identity, and our identity is going to be smash mouth. Football. Well, they said that about Denny Green, and look what happened there. Well, I, I would never say that Denny Green had smash mouth football. When he was in Minnesota and, and when he won in Minnesota, you know, he had, uh, you know, the big weapons, uh, you know, great passing game. Yeah, but Minnesota you know, he, had, he had Robert Smith who ran the ball, you know. Yeah, but and, Minnesota paid for that, and, th- and this team doesn't pay for great talent. Well, it, it, well, we have what we have, and you've got to do the best with the hand that you're dealt. But I'm saying this off season, we can make some acquisitions. And one of the things we need to do in this draft, I'm sorry, I think we got a good core wide receivers. We need to get an offensive line, and we need to make sure that we get a running back. I think Edge's days have been behind him. I've said that. I'll continue to say that. It's not personal. It's just a fact. You can simply look at uh, game film. You can look at game film. Look at his performance. You know, and you can look and see that. Well, that's because what they he don't have do. an offensive line. No, no. What happens when you look at a running back? A running back is uh, a unique type of person. A running back is the type of person where you don't necessarily always have to make the best blocks in the world. They're very creative. They're innovative. Mm-hmm. And things just happen instinctively. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, they can't tell mm-hmm. you, you know, wow, where did that guy come from? I didn't see him. I don't know, but he was there, and I know I wasn't going to let him hit me. And all of a sudden, I did this, and wow, I was open, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a hole, and I'm wide open, and I'm running for a touchdown, you know. So those kind of things just instinctively happen with running backs. We've got to get one of those kind of running backs. You know, Reggie Bush, was he was that running back, yeah, you was. know, last year, you know. And so there's those kind of running backs that are out there. But also, there are bigger guys. You know, who you can hit them, and there's something called, you know, uh, yak yards and yak yards. What's y- a yak yard? Y-A-C. What's that? Yak. yak yards. Yak yards are yards after contact. You need some of those guys that you can hit them, and they always fall forward. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that Edrian didn't fall forward this year? Not this year. He, well, we know it's obvious. He was a great player in Indianapolis. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want to just, I don't want to beat him up. I don't want him to say, I don't want I'm, anybody to feel like I'm that, beat, it's, I'm, it's not personal about him. I'm but you got to look at all. the position, and we're, we're trying to upgrade the position. We can forget the names. As a matter of fact, many times I won't even mention names because it's not the person, it's the position. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in professional sports. See, they have the ability to dehumanize the sport. And so they just look at the position, and they say they need to upgrade the position. It's not the person, and they don't want you to take it personally. It's just it's the business. So in the business of this sport, when I look at that position of running back, and I look at the productivity of that position last year, there was no productivity at all. No. There wasn't because of the offensive line. Again, we're right back to the same thing that we talked about. We disagree. No, we, we disagree because I'm, I'm saying running I'm a back fan you're, saying. A, you're a former player. I'm a fan. I disagree. They need a, an offensive line. Everybody's been screaming and bitching about it for years, and they still haven't done it. And Leinert, I say Leinert's hurt in the third game, fourth game at, at best because he's Okay, you didn't answer up. my question. What, what's your question? We're, we're, we're what, talking about what, what? if we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think so. And, and you don't think so? No, and, I don't. Okay, and so, and so you think that you know we'll be in the running until when? Uh, I don't. I think we're going to be in the running. I'm uh, giving you a chance to change from what you said last week. I think last week you may have said it's over. 
Uh, I, before I it even started. I don't even think they're going to get to the uh, – I think they're going to have a terrible season. I, I hope I'm wrong, but you know what? I, I've had 19 years of this, and I'm speaking for the fans because I'm a fan man. Uh, the fans here want to see a winning product on the field, and they haven't been able to have that. But I, is, I'm it, a is, it, is it going to be competitive? I mean, from the very beginning, are we going to start off and we're going to be like, you know, when the season first starts, we win the first game, win the second game, win the third game, we're going to go to a three-game winning streak, and then all of a sudden we lose one, so now we, you know we're three and one, and then we win a couple I, more. I, I think the same. You know, the schedule has to come out yet, so we can't really talk about right. you know okay. what the schedule is going to be like. I, I think with Ken Weisenhunt, I think Ken he's a good he was a great football player, a, a good football player. He he was under a great coach in Pittsburgh, and I think he's going to bring that philosophy here to the Cardinals as long as the Bidwells and the ownership of this team leave him alone and let him do what he's good at doing, which is coaching. And you know something you said something that's very important. What's I, that? I'm not sure if the, the average fan yeah yeah the average fan okay. knows that. And you said that he's been involved with some good coaches and around some Bill good Cowher's programs. a great coach. You know, and one thing about that is it, you know, what people don't understand many times, I don't, I'm not sure if they do, is that a coach is a teacher. You know, it's he's like he's an yeah. educator because he's teaching you how to play the game. Right. He's he's correcting mistakes that you've made. He's mm-hmm. trying to you know minimize them and eliminate them. And you've got to have the kind of student that is able to go out and apply what they've learned. You know, in the classrooms mm-hmm. and in the film rooms. And so he's good. That's the kind of mentality he's going to bring. He is going to be you know a, a disciple of Bill Cowher. And so you can expect to see that type of person. On the field, many times, you know, guys won't say that, no, I want to be my own coach. I don't want to be like Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher won a Super Bowl. That's exactly right. And so that's what you want to do, you know. And, and, and I mentioned this last week, and I'll mention it again. You know, I remember one of my teammates said to me that he didn't really welcome this particular player that we had drafted in the first round because he was a loser. Mm-hmm. He never won before. He didn't know what it was like to win a national win. championship right. or win the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. So you want to surround yourself with winners. You know, if you look at some of the programs, if you go down the rosters and you look at the players, look at the programs that they came from. Are they accustomed to winning? To winning. Well, Matt Leinert's accustomed to winning and went to USC. And, that's exactly and now he's right. a loser. Well, well, see, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a loser in terms of his record. But in terms of his ability to, to motivate his team, to, to rally the troops together, mm-hmm. and his attitude, he is not a loser at all. The record indicates one thing. The player himself is different than I didn't mean I didn't mean personally that he's a loser. He's on a losing team, and he is the guy who can really make this happen because he has won ever since he was in Pee Wee football. That guy, and, and now he's here. Can you imagine how that guy feels? Well, one thing about it, you know, you have to understand when you find yourself in a position that you're going to be the, you know, in you know the top ten or fifteen or twenty uh-huh. players drafted, uh-huh. you know, in the NFL. You know, when you are in the top ten. You know, you're probably going to find yourself in a position on a team that didn't do too well. Unless somebody, you know, right? You That's know, what happened last year. The Cardinals, the Cardinals did a really had a bad year. And I forget and what they ended up with. The, yeah, they, they, they had the tenth tenth round, but Reggie was already gone. You and mean they had the tenth pick in the first pick, round? Tenth pick in the first round. I'm sorry. And, and who was sitting there was Liner, and they grabbed him, which was a good was, which was a good move. And I thought Liner. I was to be honest with you, as a fan, I was really excited about last year, new stadium, uh, the quarterback situation. And then when, and then when they won the first game, I went, oh, good. Maybe this is gonna it's gonna work this time and then they just fell apart well one thing about it again as i said you know matt is a winner he's been a part of a winning program he's been winning his entire life his entire life and so what he's got to do now is he can't do it all by himself and so what he's going to do is he's going to have to have and he should he should actually 
have some input in this decision. You know, Matt knows what it takes to win. Matt knows when he was at USC, you know, he had outstanding running backs. Outstanding coaches. He had, and you know what? One. And he didn't just have one running back. Mm-hmm. He had two very good running backs. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you think, do you think, and you, you're a former NFL player, do you think that the USC could beat the Cardinals? No, I do not. You don't no, think so? No, okay. No. Well, you know, and, 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 you know, if you if you remember <laughs> years ago, there used to be, uh, an all-star game where an all-star, uh, college team mm-hmm. would have a preseason game against a professional team. Right. And those college guys never beat those professional teams. Let me tell you, it, it's not just night and day. It's night and day and it's light years ahead when you go from a national football league team to the best college football teams out there. It's, it, you know, cause when you get to that professional level, You've got the best of the best of the best. You know, when you go to a college level, then what you find is you've got a couple guys on that team that represent the best of the best at the college level. Mm -hmm. But at the professional level, you have the best, you know, from, you know, all the litter to pick from in college football, you know, and I use that term litter, uh, not figuratively, uh-huh. you know, but. Uh, well, what do you think is going to happen in the draft? What, what, what do you think they're going to do there? I mean, they got to shore up the offensive line. I'm back to the offensive line. I'm speaking for the fans because the fans are pissed off that the offensive line is not going to be able to take a li- protect Leinart, and it's going to be the same old crap that we've been through for the last 18 years or 19 years in this town. Well, as uh, long as they've been here. You know, I think we need some help in the secondary, you know. Oh, they, 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 that's, you know. yeah, about Ro- Andrew Roll. What's his name? A- 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 Andre Roll? I mean, he's not that good. Well, again, the secondary, you know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm not personal, is, 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 again, positions. We need to improve that position. Uh, we need, you know, wide receivers, I think we're pretty good. Offensive line, uh, you know, I think we can be okay. Before I say that the offensive line needs to be revamped and, you know, totally dismantled and, and you know, bring a new offensive line in, I need to see a decent running back, you know, because a decent running back, again, this is a person that is extremely creative. He can make things happen when you put the ball in the sand. Something else that we haven't done, I mean, in terms of screen passes, I mean, we, we don't, the rush, they come at Matt, they know he's going to be throwing the ball. We don't throw screen passes. Nope. Also, you know, in terms of an outlet, you know, when 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 people are coming after you, he doesn't dump the ball off. But when you you dump the ball off, Mm -hmm. you've got to have an explosive, exciting runner that can get going quick and fast. And, well, and, and that's what we're missing. We don't have that kind of – let me tell you, from my days of playing professional football, I was never worried about the big running back that was 230, 240, 250. Those guys never brought any fear to me. The guy that brought the fear to me was the guy that could make me look so – I would be so embarrassed. embarrassed. And I'd be on the highlight films that right. night. You know, Because right. he, he beat you. And that's the person that you don't, you know, you don't want to run into. And that's the person that we need. So – so listen, uh, we're having a great time here, and uh, you're welcome to call in. Uh, I'm here with my guest, my uh, my co-host, not my guest, but my co-host, Fan Man, and I'm Ray Ellis, and you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, and we'll be right back. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson 
Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the green life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, the talk radio show for the football fan. If you would like to join today's conversation, call now. Ray would love to hear from you. The number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm here with my my favorite only because it's my only. Hello. <laughs> Co-host, Fan Man. Fan, fan Man. Man. Yes, here I am. How's it going there today? I'm fan doing Man? fine there, Big Ray. Great, great. You know, I, you know, I, someone just put this in front of me. What, you know, what was that? And it, it's amazing to me uh, the value of some of these teams. You know, and and you would think again going back to to the Cardinals and and, and their spending or not spending of the resources that they have. These teams are worth quite a bit of money. Well, name some of them off, because it's very interesting to see where uh, the Steelers and the Eagles and Giants are worth so much money, and the Cardinals are only worth about $400 million, I think. Is that, is that about right? Is that what it says? I don't have it in my hand, but I, I glance at that. Well, I, let, let me just say this. I mean, I'm looking at the lowest, you know, I, I think the, the, in terms of the teams and, and, and what their value is, I think the lowest value uh well, I don't know if the Arizona Cardinals are the lowest, but let me just say the Arizona Cardinals are worth a half a billion dollars. Uh, half a bi- I said four hundred million. So Five hundred and fifty-two million dollars. And, and what is the top team worth? And I don't know if that's the most you know recent updated. What's one. the Eagles worth? That's, well, that's right there. Uh, the, the the Washington Redskins are the number one team. The Washington Redskins. And what are they worth? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. I'll be laying down. Drum roll. Washington Redskins. $1.1 billion. And you know why that is, Ray? Because just like in Philadelphia, New York, and, and the Redskins, they all have uh, hardcore fans, and they support their teams whether they lose or whether they win because they believe in the ownership of the team, and they believe that they're going to be winners. And Redskins have always been a great uh, football team, so have the Eagles, and so have uh, the Giants. And I think we have a caller on the line. Caller? Yeah, we have a caller there. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry, we didn't catch your name there. Yeah, my name's Joe. I'm calling from Phoenix as well. Just wanted to call and uh, just make a couple comments about uh, the new rookie quarterback that we had coming in last season. Just trying to think uh, uh, what your guys' feedback is and whether or not uh, he's going to have what it takes to take us uh, – 
to where we need to go. Well, let, let me just say this. Uh, a year makes an awful lot of difference. But for Matt, uh, this is a year of not just uh, being associated with a football program, but this is a year of which Matt got a chance to get onto the field. I think the biggest mistakes that are made when it comes to professional sports is drafting a person that's supposed to make an impact on your team and he's on the sidelines, you know, holding the notepad. So the fact that Matt was in the game and he got a chance to actually play, I think it's going to make a tremendous difference. And I think when you see him step on the field this year, he'll step on the field with a lot more confidence than he stepped on the field last year. And remember now, he came into the, uh, you know, into the team last year and didn't do a real bad job. He did a pretty good job. I thought he did a great job myself. I think he did a good job too, but my question is, is I just, I don't think he's going to have what it takes to take us as the Cardinals to the next level where we need to be as a rookie core well, coming why, up why, next why, year. But you, you, gotta, you have to understand something. Uh, what's your name again? Joe. Joe, Joe, you have to understand something. Matt Leinard has always been a winner, okay? And now he's on a losing. He's involved in a losing organization, and I think it's up to him to 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 motivate this team around him. And to make it happen, because like Ray says, it's the players on the field. The players play the game, not the coaches. The players have to get out there, and they have to protect his ass. And if they don't protect his ass, he's going to get hurt. And I, yes. I and if they, and like I said, on the offensive line, again, everybody's bitched about the the offensive line for a couple years, and last year was really bad with him running for his life, trying to get the ball out, and um, they didn't protect him. So if they don't protect him, I see three or four games he's hurt, and then Warner's going to be back in there. Hey, Joe, let me just add to that. You know, one thing uh, also you have to consider is that, uh, you know, Matt is just not a guy who comes in and, uh, you know, and, and rides in on, on you know, on, on, on like a, a knight on a, a, in shining armor. You know, he, he came from USC. So, you know, he's rode that Trojan horse before. And, and it's different than him coming from USC as a winner as opposed, as opposed to coming from a smaller school. And I don't want to call out any names. But, you know, when you've got a proven winner that comes in from USC, this is a guy who's played against the best of the best, and he was a part of a program. So when you walk into a locker room and you're a top-round draft pick and you came from a small school, you know, people look at you with questions, you know. But when you come in from USC they, and, you're, you know, you've been a national champion and you're a first-round draft you come in, you, you have instant respect. And, and this is an intelligent man. He came in. He knew the game. He understood the game. He's played the game extremely well, played at a very high level. And now what he does, he kind of shifts uh, the responsibility of us winning, not just to his own shoulders. He will take it upon his shoulders, but he's also going to ask the other guys to rise to, a, to another level. Because hey Joe, that, Joe, that's Joe, what he does. Joe, let me ask you a question on the offensive line. How do you feel about that? Since, and how long, how, how long have you been a Cardinals fan? Uh, well, I've been uh, in, in Phoenix my entire life, so I don't really know any other football team uh, to go for. Uh, but uh, being the Cardinals haven't been very good uh, as of the last 10 years. Um, I haven't really been a big fan, but uh, since last year, Matt Leiner, which I'm a big fan of USC, so that got me watching a lot more games last year. But uh, I am disappointed about the offensive line. They're just not big enough. Hey, hey let me ask you a question here, Joe. Uh, for you, uh, what do you think? What, what would make you happy as a fan? Uh, make the playoffs, a winning season, uh, the Super Bowl? What would make you happy as a fan? I would, you know, I, can't, I guess we can't uh, expect them to just jump right in from a 
losing season into something, uh, you know, golden. But uh, I would at least like to see them make the playoffs. Well, you know, it's funny he says that, you know, and that's what I'm going to say, you know, because, you know, that's what happens. I, I think what's happened is, is this team and these and the fans here have become so accustomed to losing, losing. that they've lowered the standard and they just want to make the playoffs. Now, the Cowboys, and we're going to go way back, but Troy Aikman, I think his first year, what, he's maybe won three games or yeah, maybe right. one game, and the next year they won the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So I'm looking for Matt to be, if he's supposed to be this great quarterback, that's the kind of thing I'm gonna. I'm looking for out of Matt. So as I start off my season, in this preseason that we're, in, I mean this off season that we're in, and we talk about who's under the radar right now. Ray's radar, Matt's under the radar. It's on Matt right now. It's on Matt right now, and I agree with Ray on that, Joe. I think that uh, Leinart needs to uh, pull it together with that team. And Leinart has the—he's a smart guy. He's a talented football player. I'm, I'm definitely not doubting his skills. I mean, I, I see him play on the field, and I know he definitely knows. You know, just the, my question was not not stating really that uh, he's a—you know—not trying to go over whether or not he's a good quarterback because that's a no question. Uh, just wanting to know if does he have the experience that it's going to take to uh, to to take us where we need to go. Well, I think uh, Joe he does because the when he played at USC, he went to the national uh, t- the national. Uh, title and I think they lost, didn't they? They lost to Ohio State, didn't they, uh, Ray? No, no, they didn't lose to Ohio State. They did lose. They, I they, think they lost Notre to Texas. Dame, Texas. Oh yeah, they lost to Texas. He has the ability to to take the team to that level. Now, whether or not he can do that is based upon the players that the Cardinals and the Bidwells bring into the organization. If they can't bring in the right players and to protect his ass, they're not going. You, you know, you, you're not. Nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's it's, it's going to falter like it did last year. And I watched them on TV and was sick to my stomach as to how they played. And when they won that first game, I went, okay, maybe maybe something's going to happen here. And then Warner fumbles the ball, and in the, the third on that third game, he's going down the field. He fumbles the ball. It wasn't even Warner's fault. It was this damn center's fault. And everybody blamed Warner. Well, you know, one thing about it, it's interesting the center because we got to go back and we got to talk about that center a little bit uh, because what happens is. Anytime the offensive line, for some reason or another, there's a breakdown, many times the communication comes, the communication always comes from the center. It starts at the center. That's exactly As a matter of fact, some people don't know this too, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna share things from time to time with people. You know, if you wanna look at a game and where a person is, what, where a team is most vulnerable in terms of who could really mess the game up, you know, the person that could, could totally, you know, screw up every football game is the center. Is the center. Because he has to snap the ball every single time when they're on offense, you know? So, you know, that's a guy that- I'm not mistaken, I watched that center of ours uh, last year do that a couple times. Yeah, well, lucky. His yeah, and, and, and see, yeah. you know, and he's lucky he's still here. Maybe he may not be here. And, and, and it says something to you. When the first money we spend, we go out and we bring a center in, that tells you that that's where Wisenhunt has put his attention on. He's looked at that center. He's looked at that team. And he but, said, but, but Ray, there's problems. Ray, they brought in a backup center. They bought, they should have brought in somebody, uh, in the league who is a great center because of the problems that they had last year with Lightning. But you know what? It could be that perhaps maybe Wisenhunt knows something that we don't don't, know, and he's done his homework. And that's what we have to give him credit. We'll give him the credit. You know, it's almost like in America, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. So we're going to give him the credit that he's done his due diligence, and he's aware of the fact that this guy's a good football player, that perhaps maybe just the offensive center in Dallas was better than he was. But if that's the case, we're going to find out because certainly, you know, it, 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 it kind of opens our eyes up to know that the, that the, the center of attention and the center of our, our money has been spent on the center. Well, that sounds good to me. So I'll tell you what. 
You don't have to wait. You don't have to hold that comment because we're going to have to take a break. And you're listening to Ray Ellis on the Ray Ellis Sports Show here on VoiceAmerica.com with my co-host, Fan Man. And we'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. The woman MVP who sets you free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter, is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. Radio to thrive by. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women and Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network, the talk radio show for the football fan. If you would like to join today's conversation, call now. Ray would love to hear from you. The number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back. This is Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm here with my co-host, Fan Man. Hello. And uh, I think we still have our caller on the phone. There. Joe, are you still there with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, it's interesting. In the break there, we were just talking about something, and then and we talked about backup quarterbacks, and uh, I hopefully that won't come into play this year. I hope we protect Madden, and he stays healthy, and he, and he has a great season. Uh, but I, I did recall this week I heard some stuff about uh, Jake Plummer, you know, coming back, and, and, and I'm just not so sure. You know, I have my perspective as to why, but again, you know, this show is all about the fans. We got you on the air. Why don't you tell us, do you have an opinion about this Jake Plummer thing coming in as a backup? 
Well, I mean, Jake Plummer, obviously, uh, ASU guy, came here, got drafted by us, all that. But he's overrated. I don't think that's something that we want to bring back to our organization here. Uh, being his track record in Denver really isn't the best. Uh, definitely not the avenue that the Cardinals need to go. And I, I think you're 100% correct on that. I think Jake Plummer is a decent quarterback. I think Jake Plummer has seen his days. I think Kurt Warner uh, would be the better backup quarterback. But if they, what they'll do, what the Bidwells always do, Joe, and you, you've seen this, they'll bring Plummer back to get more people to fill up that damn stadium. That's yeah. what they'll do. And you know what? They, and you know what? No, no, no. no. I, I totally disagree with you guys. I, I mean, I'm going to disagree with you, fan man, because if you're but telling what, me that you know a what? guy... Well, I disagree with you. Well, a guy sitting on a bench <laughs> is not going to fill up the stands. Well, I, you know, I hope our fans are not that bad they, they that their fans would come just to see a guy hold a clipboard on the sideline and pay $50 to see that. Well, they, I'm not going to go see him. They want to see Jake Plummer. They're going to see when they can see him at the mall. They can see him. They can see him on the beach or something. Sign autographs in the mall. He can can come here. We can bring him in for an autograph session. But listen, you know, again, I got to go back and I got to remind you, it's not about personality. If we pick him up. Say that. What, what was that, Joe? We're wasting our money if we pick him up. There's That's so right, much, Joe. So many other better quarterbacks that are out there that could be a backup quarterback to uh, to Matt Leiner okay, rather uh, than uh, than Jake Plummer. That's right, Joe. And you know what? That's what we want the fans to say, that you said it. That's wasting, and you should have said our money because you're one of those fans, and that's exactly right. what I'm saying. I want the fans to say, no, don't do that. I don't want to pay to watch him hold a clipboard. Not Jake Plummer. He, he's had his chance he, here. He had his chance. And they, I don't and he, even want to pay to see him on the field. See? Now that's what I'm talking about. Now go ahead, fan man. You what, got what, your opinion. What, about what I was going to say is why didn't they get Garcia from Philadelphia instead of going to Tampa Bay? That's what they should have done. Well, you know, and I like that because, see, and I don't like it because just because he played in Philadelphia, and I I spent some time there. I like it because here's a guy who got a chance to get on the field, and he was productive when he was on the field, just like the guy in Pittsburgh when uh, when Big Ben went down. You know, they, they put the kid in. He does a good job. When you put a backup quarterback in, when you want to think about a backup quarterback, that is a chance. You, you want to think about it because chances are that guy may get, your quarterback may go down. So you want to have somebody who's got Gar- some experience. Garcia is a rock-solid veteran that you could definitely give the okay, ball okay. to if you needed to. He's, he's, he's definitely a go-to kind of guy. Okay, well, so, Joe, that's what I'm saying about the Cardinals. There's Garcia on the waivers, okay, he's out there. He takes Philadelphia after Donovan gets smashed around. He takes him right up to the NFC Championship game. What's, that's the type of quarterback they need to back up liner. I agree. Well, I tell you what, you know, I, I, I want to focus on Matt, and I want to focus on Matt, and I want to keep Matt under the radar because, you know, it's Matt's team. You know, he asked for it. He's got it. You know, they put him in the lineup. He's our starting quarterback. And believe it or not, it's it's his responsibility. When we win, he gets all the credit. So if we lose, he's going to get all that credit as well. Hey, Joe, thank you for the call. We really appreciate it. And uh, hope to, hopefully the Cardinals will win this season. Hey, hey call us. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I really like this show. Uh, this is just uh, something that uh, the Internet really needs right here. We've done nothing like it on there anywhere. Well, tell all your friends to, li- to listen in, and they'll be able to call in, and we can uh, have a good time. Hey, just real quick, before you go, Joe, how yeah. long do you, th- you think we're going to secure a home field advantage or we're going to lose it? We're going to lose it. Oh, when do you think we're going to lose it? <laughs> hey, hey, Ray, all the fans think the same way here. Well, Joe, I know you're Mr. Positive, but I'm going to tell you something. You'll see for yourself. Hey, Joe, seems like Joe's got to go. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate your call. But you're listening to Ray Ellis yeah. and the Ray Ellis Sports man. Show and Fan Man on the Voice America Network. We're having uh, a great time. And uh, 
listen, uh, whenever you get a chance, just call in. Uh, we'll be glad to take your call. We love to talk but, to the But uh, th- this is just something that, uh, you know, it's in my heart. It's a part of my blood. Y- y- you know, y- y- being y- born and raised in Canton, Ohio, football's in my blood, you know. And, and it's something that I just hope these people have the y- same you know kind what? of passion y- you know for. What? You know what, Ray? I, the, the other night I watched uh, Vince Papali. The, the movie from the Philadelphia Eagles, the guy who uh, Vermeil put the word out. And you played for Vermeil, right? Oh, yeah, I sure okay, did. You played for Dick Vermeil. Invincible is Invincible. the name of that movie. And that was a great movie. And here's a guy that goes out and he makes the team and Vermeil uh, – and in Philadelphia, because I'm a Philly fan and been a fan ever since I've been born, um, they they have this thing where the the, the – the fans go whether they lose or they win. They don't care. They want, they back that team up all the way. They the, the fans in Philadelphia are the best fans in the country, and that movie was absolutely incredible for him to get out there and and get and and start. And he played for three years after after that. That's how good this guy was. He was so hardcore to be a winner, and that's what they need here. They need that type of attitude. And if they have that type of attitude, Ray, that they have in Philadelphia, even with that movie, I think every Cardinals football player should watch that movie. Well, you know, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I know Vince, and, uh, you know, one thing about Vince, Vince is a very competitive person. He's competitive in his, in his work. He's competitive as an athlete. He was. I didn't play with him. But I, I would just say this about the Philadelphia fans, and I'll say this about the Arizona Cardinal fans as well. You know, I think every football fan that is – a fan of the game and lives in a place where they have a professional team. I think those are the best fans that there are because they want to see their team win. They don't go to that stadium to see their fan to see their team lose. They go to that stadium see and they win. come in anticipating. I mean, you know, some people the day after a football game, if they lose, it's devastating. They're you go devastating. to an office, you go to an office environment, you, you go right. around a drinking fountain, you know, and and, and people are devastated. But, but at the same time, when they win. It's, I mean, it, football is, you know, in terms of, you know, social connections with people from all different backgrounds and, 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 and places that they've lived, you know, you know, people, they love this game of football. And, and I'm going to tell you, winning, man, a friend of mine once told me, the next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing because some people never get to play the game. And that's what the fans, the fans are the ones that never get to play the game. That's so right. they're so mad at the players when they feel the players don't give 100%. Right. You're, you're 100% right. But getting into the fan base in Philadelphia or D.C. or, um, you know, San Francisco or wherever, uh, years ago, right, when you weren't here, uh, the Sun Devil Stadium, which is a junk stadium, uh, basically the, 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 the stadium was filled with the other team, uh, the other team's fans. So if Dallas came in to play the Cardinals, it was all blue and white, and the Cardinals were sitting there, and they're all cheering the Cowboys on. Well, it you know, was amazing. Well, you know, I, I, I have I, a fan base here. Everybody, it's, every, it's, it's funny you say that, fan man, because I was one of those fans. When I retired and I was playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, what happens is the NFL, what they do is they allow the alumni to travel with the team you know, to different games, and you and came I, here, and you I would always look on that schedule for the Cardinals, when, right. for the Cardinals, because this is a be- this is paradise, <laughs> and and, I, and again, but that's the biggest problem right. is that this is paradise, and everybody wants to come here, but our players can't come here, as I've said, and I'll continue to say, with a retirement mentality. You come here to win. We come here to make this. I mean, this is a sports town. If you've ever seen a sports town. This is what we should do. We need to win 
football games. And if they win football games, they, you'll never see an Eagles jersey. You won't see a, a Redskins jersey or a Cowboy jersey. You're going to see all red. And that's what they have to do. They can, they can do all the PR they want. They can spin it out of control. They can hire all these coaches. They can do all this stuff. But the bottom line is you got to win. Just like in Philly, they win. They go out and they kick ass because the fans love those players and the players know it and the players say, we're going to make you proud. We're going to make you proud of our team. And that's what they do. But they don't do that here. Well, listen, what we want the fans to do here is we want you to call in. We want you to let this team know that you are not happy with them losing. You want them to win. You'll be the best fans in the world, but you want them to win. You want to let the people across this country know that you want the best football players to come here and play for the Arizona Cardinals because, this, after all, this is paradise. And this was a great show. Hey, you've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm Ray Ellis. This Along is with my fan co-host, man. Fan Man. We thank you for listening. We hope that you call back next week. And uh, I think the Cardinals are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Have a good day, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Adios. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit www.rayellissports.com. And be sure to join us next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network.